Coming up on today's edition of Women and Money, the Shit We Don't Talk About, our guest is Kathy Sikorsky. We are thrilled to have Kathy Sikorsky. Kathy was a practicing attorney, but now she uses her amazing knowledge to speak and write on all things financial care in aging. Kathy is just a super person. She is so knowledgeable and she gives her audience the critical steps needed when managing aging parents. But my favorite part is she does it in a hilarious way. I know. It's a tough time of life dealing with tough issues, but we have to keep our sense of humor and Kathy has just the perfect mix. Let's dive in and let Kathy take the floor and share her wisdom in financial care and aging. Steinem once said, we will never solve the feminization of power until we solve the masculinity of wealth. Barbara Provost and Maggie Nielsen are the team at Purse Strings that will help you navigate the ins and outs of financial independence so that you can be financially fearless. This is Women in Money, the shit we don't talk about. On this podcast, Women in Money, the shit we don't talk about, today we're going to talk about it. Women are the caretakers, from elderly parents or relatives, to raising children, to even special situations that families encounter. Most of the time, it's the women in the household who take on the bulk of the caretaking responsibilities. And we're excited today to have Kathy Sikorsky. Welcome, Kathy. We've shared that you're an attorney, although you're not practicing at this time because your time is spent educating all of us about the legal in and outs of financial care and aging. We are thrilled to have you here. Kathy Sikorsky has been a significant caregiver for the last 20 years. In addition to that, she has been practicing attorney in her own practice, dealing largely in elder law, with over 12 years of education and issues dealing with Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. With such a lengthy list of accomplishments over the years, why don't you introduce yourself and let the listeners learn more about you? I'm so happy to be here um, because, yeah, this is the shit we don't talk about. (laughs) Um, We are uh, in a caregiving elder law aging crisis and quite frankly have been for a long time. So I have, yeah, been forced to hone my practice to that because I've been a caregiver for eight different family members and friends for now the last 30 years. Um, So my practice became that. I wrote three books about it. I wrote a play about it. I um, do a lot of uh, education performing through conferences and webinars. And I mean, really, yes, my mission now, although I do a little practice for friends and family, because we all know they never let you go. If you have an expertise, they're going to be at your door. And I'm fine with that. But generally, I am here to educate the public and mostly women, quite frankly, because we are the ones who bear the brunt of the caregiving issue about this crisis and how we can come out on the other side, both alive and financially healthy. Right. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And Kathy, you've spoken at Purse Strings a few times, and we know that the information you have to share is just invaluable. So let's get started. We have lots of juicy questions to dive into and, and really explore. Why is it important for everyone to get prepared for the tsunami that is coming in their door with aging, healthcare, and caregiving? So I was listening to the radio yesterday in my car, which honestly, I haven't been in my car nearly as much as the last two years. And all of a sudden, I find myself back in my car. And so I'm listening to talk radio, right? And I listen to everything now, because I'm just happy to be in my car. 
And there's a guy, and I know you people have heard of him across the world. His name is Howard Stern. And Howard is known as a shock radio. But Howard is now, I believe, something like 67, 68 years old. And this entire 20 minutes was a rant about taking care of his elderly parents. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's coming for you. It's coming for everyone. He is talking, this radio jock, about sundowning, Mm -hmm. about about how much it costs to take care of them in a nursing home, about how they won't eat the food. I mean, I am honestly between laughing and crying. I am like, that's the answer. That's why we all have to prepare because nobody's getting out. It's coming for you or your parents or your loved ones. or And you have to be prepared as much as you can because there's always the other side of the coin, which is you can't prepare for everything. Mm-hmm. But the more you have in place, the easier it will be for you to take care of the crises that are coming down the road. So that's the answer. It's coming for you. I love your example that it's, you know, it can happen to anyone. You know, it's not just us average Joes, but anybody, even if you're famous, you know, you're, everyone gets sick and ages. It was a gift from heaven to listen to the radio show yesterday. So as we know, you know, women are still behind the eight ball, less pensions, less 401k, IRA investments, less social security. Um, So how do you kind of go about making a better plan as a couple? So part of that is the caregiving crisis. Let's not pretend it isn't. They step, we step out of the workforce to care for our parents, to care for our children. To, and so what we do is we stop getting social security added in. We stop contributing to our IRAs because we're not working. You know, we stop, we stop, we stop. And then we start again and then we stop. But the pot at the end then is less, right? Mm-hmm. Which is really bad for say divorced women or widows who are widowed too young, right? Et cetera. So your question was, what can we do? And there actually are things we can do. Number one, be aware of this fact. If you are going to step out of the workforce as a family, note that this is going to have a financial impact on you, right? Temporarily, and maybe even permanently. And pay attention to, for example, maybe you then start putting more money in your spouse's or your partner's 401k, you yes. match higher. You put more money in a. Di- Maybe you can't do it because you're not working, but you certainly can. You know, you can. I mean, I'm going to say put it in your own IRA because spousal quite frankly, IRA. You are working. Yes, spousal IRAs. You are, but you are also working as a caregiver. If that's mm-hmm. what you're doing, that's work, right? And that can be paid for. So you have to reframe what this is. It is not stop making it just, I don't work. I'm a quote, stay at home, whatever, right? Because you are working and find ways like spousal IRAs, your own IRA, if you can get paid as a caregiver, even if it's from your mom and your dad, right? To implement ways to increase your retirement savings or your savings period. So that's one thing we really need to refocus the money conversation on with the caregiving conversation. Does that answer that question? Yeah. I mean, I I think so. It's definitely, you're right about all those points. And that is, we are stepping out. And anytime we come back, you know, we're not moving up the ranks as much as we could have been staying in the workforce. So can this be corrected? I mean, I know you said we can fund our own IRAs and things like that. um, But, you know, what about a a long-term care plan or something? Yes. I mean, that's the other side of it, of course. Um, So let's say you're going to care for your parents, even if they have, if they were wise enough to have long-term care insurance, right. To help defray the costs of care. 
And these kinds of plans have evolved over time. And they're not just, quote, pay the nursing home plans. Um, they can be paying for in-home care. And if you're the person caring for them, you can be paid as the person caring for them, even though you're a family member, right? So you need to look into that because I say, pay yourself as an employee, 1099 yourself, put money in your social security, put money in your IRA. And honestly, even if you don't need it, if your husband or your partner is the wealthy person, that's a whole other conversation that we'll probably get to today, but that's not your money. You need to put places where there is your money. And if you think you don't need it, you're going to need it because we already just talked about how everybody's going to need long-term care issues. And maybe even talk about amongst yourselves, like your spouse and you, do you have long-term care insurance or, or, or preparation financially for the two of you? What if something happens to your spouse? How are you going to pay for that? And how is that going to affect your money story, your money story? Yeah, that long-term care, it's, it's such an interesting discussion because everybody needs it. It can be really expensive and people hold off maybe sometimes too long. And sometimes I'm wondering if your parents can't afford long-term care, if the children should buy it on their behalf yes. and, pay, and pay the premium. Sure. Because then um, that investment is an investment in your parents' long-term you know, care and oversight that you don't have to take on the bulk of. Exactly. And expensive is a relative term, isn't it, Barb? In that a nursing home is average $12,000 per month. $144,000 a year. And there's no free ride, you guys. People think there's Medicaid and whatever, but there's no free ride because if your parents own anything after or somebody after they're in a nursing home, like they have a house, that money has to pay back the state that they paid for you. Mm -hmm. There's no free ride here. So that being said, anything that you can do to help defray the cost for yourself or for your time is always going to be helpful to you. So expensive is a relative term. It is a relative term. Yeah. And we have to really look at what it's buying you in the future. It's not, you know, it's not immediate gratification, right? You're not seeing, you know, a new addition to your house or anything like that as you spend that money, but you are seeing uh, protection for the future. And the other thing is, is because this has become a thing over time and the insurance industry has discovered that the biggest argument is it's too expensive, is that there's lots of options. Yes. There are lots of financial choices here. So I'm not a financial advisor. I am an elder lawyer, but I can tell you that if a good financial advisor will tell you that there are many, many financial options that can go to a plan, but you've got to have a plan. Definitely. So Kathy, what are like, if you could chunk down three to five of the concerns that you see women need to be aware of most when it comes to being a caretaker for an elderly parent or relative, what, what would you say? I mean, you're 30 years of caring for how many people? Eight? Eight. Well, you have wisdom. So, you know, let us know. Yes. You know, okay. Spill I mean, it. I want to say money, 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 and money. But of course, yes, that's certainly a piece of it. But, you know, the, the nature of a caregiver is not money. They don't think about money. They don't care about money. They're kind. They're generous. And even if they're not even feeling that, they feel obligated, right? So it's an emotional attachment. It's a, a, an obligational attachment. It is rarely a money story because that's not why they're in it. Um, but that being said, so the first thing is, you know, money. Sorry talk about it, figure it out, whatever. The second thing is 
the most ignored thing is taking care of yourself as a caregiver. Mm -hmm. And everybody hates to hear that. They hate it. It is it like, how do you expect me to do that? You know, there is no money. So I got to jump in with both feet, blah, blah, blah. But again, there are myriad of ways of doing that. But part B of that is, oh my God, the shit we don't talk about. Ask for help. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. You are not the only one. And if you die tomorrow, like 25% of caregivers do because they, they make themselves before their caregivee, they die. It's because they're exhausted, they're burnt out, or they're unhealthy. Ask for help. Wow. This is, I mean. <laughs> it's, it's so true. important. I mean, women don't want to ask for help. They, you know, like right. I say, women are the safety net for everything. And they just keep catching, keep catching, keep trying to keep those plates spinning. And we cannot do it all. Right, right. Right. So, so ask for help. So, so number one, you know, find the money, look at the money, talk about the money. Number two, know that you need to take care of yourself and ask for help. Number three, I would say it's sort of a sub to ask for help as well, but you are not, you are as a primary caregiver. If you cannot figure out how to ask for help, know that there are a lot of people that you are denying the joy of helping Yes. We're denying that to them. So if, you know, I have, I have eight siblings. I mean, there's eight children in my family and I am the go-to caregiver for my mom and whatever, but they all love my mom. Right. And to say, I'm not going to go on a vacation or whatever. And by the way, my mom is crazy, great, healthy at mm-hmm. 93, almost mm-hmm. 94. But to say that they don't get to spend time with her, that I'm going to be the one who cares for her all the time or take her to the doctor or whatever is denying them that time with her, that Mm -hmm. joy with her. And so there is a bit of the selfish to the control freak. Mm, Interesting. You need need to put that aside. Uh, You need to put that aside for everyone, for everyone's sake, for everyone's sake. And of course, uh, you know, I'd move this to the top only because I'm a lawyer, but get your documents. Mm -hmm. You might even have your documents for your mom or your dad or your, or your sick brother-in-law, but do you have yours? Yeah, do you let's have your let's, power of attorney. Do you have do you have your stuff? Let's so dive into say, that a little bit. Okay. What are these documents? Or okay. you know, yeah, let's get some titles on these papers. 30 sec. Everybody knows they have to have a will. Probably everybody has a will. And you guys all know my underwear story. You took the will, you got it 30 years ago or you know, yesterday, and you fold it up and you put it in your underwear drawer and you never look at it again, right? You got to get it out of that underwear drawer and freshen it up and do a new will if you're yeah. one of those people. But everybody knows about a will. What they don't know about is powers of attorney, which are a much more important document in, in caregiving. A power of attorney, here's the 30-second definition, is a document where you give the power to someone who is now called your agent to act as if they are you in every capacity. It is a very powerful tool. It allows them to do everything just as if they are you, either in the financial world or in the healthcare world. So there's two different ones. There's a financial one and a healthcare one. And you don't have to have the same person doing both those things. You can have your, your daughter doing your financial stuff and your son doing your healthcare stuff, right? You, you doesn't, nobody cares. Just get somebody to do it. And a lot of your listeners will be powers of attorney for someone in their life. Mm-hmm. But did they make one for themselves? Mm. Nobody gets out of here alive and you can walk out tomorrow and get hit by a bus and then you need a power of attorney. Because- If you are alive, but you're sick, you need a power of attorney. Powers of attorney are for live people who are incapacitated. So POA, that's what they're called, POA, power of attorney. POA alive today 
Once you pass away, only an executor can play. Powers of attorney are for live people. Executors are for dead people. So if you're an executor and your mom or dad is alive, you have no authority. Mm. You can't do anything if you don't have a power of attorney. You've got to have those documents. They're the most important documents in my work is powers of attorney. And then there's living wills and everybody's like, what is that? And that's just a document that says, if you are in a permanent vegetative state, you've decided to pull the plug or not pull the plug. How does that work? They're good too. And I, I love how you explain the power of attorney. And that is something that we need to talk about, um, You know, not dive in all here, but anybody above 18 really needs. Um, even when your kids go to college, they need this as well. Because if your kid gets in a car accident or you know something happens they're in the hospital and you want to take care of them, they can't call and do things just because they're mom. Or you want to talk to somebody at the college about the fact that your kid isn't going to school or hasn't paid the bill. Guess what? They won't talk to you. I don't even care if you're paying the bill. Your kid's an adult. Mm. You've got to have those documents for everyone who's 18 and above. You should have some form of a power of attorney. Yes. Perfect. So important. So thanks for sharing that. So Kathy, you have so much wisdom to share. And this is like you say, an onslaught, a tsunami is coming our way. Many people out there are probably thinking, holy cow, I'm in this sandwich generation. My, My parents are aging. And many people say, I don't even know what the circumstances are for my parents. Um, I don't even know how to approach that conversation because they still look at me as the child and not a grown adult raising my own family. Um, So I know you have books, you have speaking. Tell us how you can share your wisdom with everybody out there. So my newest book is called 12 Conversations. And each chapter is a conversation with somebody in your life about these long-term care issues. So the first chapter is a conversation with yourself and then with your spouse and then with your parents and then either with your mom or your dad. I do that separately because men and women have these conversations very differently. And then with your financial advisor and then with your lawyer and then with your work. I need to talk to you about work. I'm a caregiver now. How does that affect me? You know, and for the employer to say, okay, I have caregivers at work. I should probably be looking at that because it's affecting the great resignation and, you know, things like that. So each chapter gives you ideas about how to approach these conversations, what to talk about, what's important, maybe how to have a family meeting if you have family members. So that's called 12 Conversations. That's brilliant. (laughs) You can get it on Amazon. Awesome. Tell us about your other books. My other book is called Who Moved My Teeth? (laughs) And that is a take on who moved my cheese. If you were in the business world, that was a big book back in the 80s and 90s about when life changes, you have to be able to go with the change. And what could be more dramatically changing than if you become a caregiver overnight or you yourself need care and you didn't expect it, right? So the first half of that book is the legal stuff that we just talked about. Powers of attorney, um, how to save money, what's going on with the cost of care? How can I, you know, how can I overcome that? Or what are ideas for that legally? What do I need? And then the second half is because I've been a caregiver for so many people, practical things, how to spot hidden symptoms of urinary tract infections, which is a big deal. Boy, talk about the shit we don't talk about. Mm-hmm. It looks like dementia and mm-hmm. a lot of people are oh. treated inappropriately for that. Yes. How to be, you know, your loved one's advocate when you are in fact in this place, in this space. So that's my second book. And my very first book was a memoir called um, Showering with Nana because I was, you know, one of the first, I think, I swear, uh, sandwich generations. 
although my Nana really was. Um, we moved home from Germany, my mother with five children, and she was pregnant with her sixth when my dad died in a helicopter wow. crash in the army. And we moved in with my grandmother. Talk about sandwich generation, right? And then my grandmother moved in with me when I had a two-year-old and she was 92 years old. And that book is just a memoir about those crazy times. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's a story. Well, we'll save that one for another time to dive yeah, yeah, into, yeah. but yeah. Uh, lots of learning going on there, right? About caregiving. Yeah. Um, wow, Kathy, those books are amazing. I think everyone should use those as a handbook as we are planning for our future and trying to have these very difficult conversations, um, but so critical, so important. And that's what we're here for. We don't want people to be deer in the headlights. We're trying to get these messages, this information out that's so critical. We're just peeling back the veil and saying, look, this is critical information. You need to do this now, not tomorrow, today. And it's like money. Let's not make this harder than it needs to be. It's really not that hard. Right. Okay. You just have to start, right? Just have a conversation, start somewhere get your documents and know that this is what we want to do. This is what we think we're going to do. Yeah, it's important. So great conversation. Any other parting thoughts you have for our listeners today that you want to share? I, I just want to say that if you are a caregiver, you know, and or have been or think you will be in the future, you're my people. Um, you come to this place with love. And we all know that we know that the reason I'm sorry, but the reason it's women is because we come to this place with a really big and open heart. There is nothing wrong with having an open heart and an open pocketbook. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, you so need one of those. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, money is the foundation of so many things. So it's okay. Yeah, yeah. you know, don't overcomplicate it. Work with the experts. Learn what you need to know. Purse Strings has a ton of experts ready, willing, and able to help you navigate through this. Grab Kathy's books. She's gotten the she's got the handbook of all things helping caregivers, being a caregiver. So Kathy, thank you so much for your time today for sharing your wisdom. Um, all your years of experience, uh, your legal expertise with our audience. It's been terrific. I know everyone who listens to this will walk away with some very, very valuable information on next steps. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love talking to you too. It's great. <laughs> all right. And then I know you said your books are on Amazon. What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they have any other questions? You can please come to me at kathy.sikorsky at gmail.com. Kathy with a C, C-A-T-H-Y dot S-I-K-O-R-S-K-I at gmail.com. Sure, send me an email. Ask me anything. Awesome. Thank you, Kathy. This has been a lot of fun. So we'll talk to everyone soon. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.